Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer and this is episode 13. Okay, uh, match update. I am just going to skip right past the match.com update because there is no update. It's like literally nothing happened this week and which is fine because I was very busy this week. So um, you guys know that this was my moving week. Uh, I started to get a little bit more and more anxious during the course of the week. And um, yeah, I, I had told you guys last week, I was kind of on a holding pattern. So I got the keys on Monday. And then Tuesday, I just, you know, took over a couple of car loads. But you know, just like packed up the car, unpacked the new place, went back home, packed up the car again, unpacked it. So by the time Friday came when I really had all day, because I don't work on Fridays, when I really had all day to do as much of the move as I can, when I came to the new place, it looked a lot like the old place. I mean, basically just boxes and bags everywhere. So I got a little overwhelmed. You know, do you guys... I can't be the only one. Do you ever like take on a big cleaning pro- project like um, like your clothes closet, right? And you're all amped up for it. You know exactly what you need to do. You need to sift through your clothes. You need to have a keep, uh, donate, and toss pile. And you're, you're raring to go. And about halfway through when you see all of your crap laid out in front of you, you, you kind of want to give up. Yeah, that's, that's where I was on Friday. Uh, Not a good place to be when there was so much to do, but I managed to push through. And what I started to do was um, take smaller loads over, uh, very specific to the room. So I would just bring over, you know, like the plates and glasses um, for the kitchen and then bring it over, load up the dishwasher go back, get like the pantry stuff, bring it to the new place, unpack the pantry, put everything away, and just kind of breaking it down to those smaller chunks and being able to completely mark off the task as done helped so much so that I didn't feel so scattered because, well, scattered is kind of my state of mind, usually. It's so funny because a couple of things happened um, over the last few days where it was like a super organized thing. And I don't really remember orchestrating it. So (laughs) because that's just not me. But on knowing that that's not me, on uh, I think Thursday night when I was going to sleep, I said a prayer and I said, God, you, you've got to kind of organize my mind because I'm going to get overwhelmed. I'm going to lose track. I'm going to, you know, lose my way. I'm going to get aimless. I'm going to get discouraged, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, so I noticed a couple of things happened where it was like, oh my gosh, okay, that was right where that needed to be or that was exactly how that should have turned out but I don't remember <laughs> sort of uh, getting to that point. So all this to say, that was not me. 
that was God. My brain does not work that way. And God knows that. So when I asked the help, of course, he was there and he gave it to me. So um, yeah, so Friday, I actually got a lot done on my own. Um, And then when Saturday came, I had hired movers. I mean, I hired a U-Haul and then um, movers to come in and load and unload. These guys were phenomenal. They had me all loaded up and unloaded in under an hour, which I mean, I'm granted, I don't have a lot of stuff, but still that would have taken me all day. Not to mention there is stuff that I just physically could not have carried on my own. So um, money well spent. I, they were great. They were super nice. They were super helpful. I um, actually ordered a couch. So the old one, I didn't want to bring to the new house and then have to figure out what I was going to do with it when the new one came. So I told them I wasn't keeping it and um, that it needed to go down to the dumpster. And they offered to take it down to the dumpster for me, which was great because I was just going to drag it down there on my own. Um, so yeah, I, I've ordered a new couch. Unfortunately, couch is going to take several weeks <laughs> to get to me. So uh, downstairs looks uh, a little bit odd. The living room, it's, you know, basically got a floor seating set up thing. Um, so yeah, I, I was actually going to record down there, but I have so little stuff that it's super echoey. <laughs> so I figured I'd better just come up and sit on the bedroom floor instead of the living room floor. Uh, yeah, so couch is going to take a few weeks to get here. But once it does, um, you know, that'll pretty much be the complete setup. Uh, I'm very happy with uh, my progress so far. I've got um, the two bedrooms set up, the two baths, actually three bathrooms set up. My closet's all set up. I'm excited about that. So tomorrow, Monday morning, when I go back to regular life and go back to work, I can actually, you know, everything is in its place. So I won't have to be um, wasting time on Monday morning looking for things because I really hate wasting time in the morning. So I like to do everything the night before, lunch, clothes, everything. So when I get up in the morning and my brain isn't functioning well, I I just can sort of sleepwalk my way through until it's time to go to work. So yeah, so then to the moving day, like I said, guys did great. Um, I got in, everything was already clean because I had done that earlier in the week. Uh, Kitchen was set up. So I was in a really good place. I was exhausted. (laughs) I'm still exhausted. I am very sore. Even my hands hurt, which I don't know if that's age, (laughs) probably. But I mean, I know I was moving a lot of stuff. I had to put some furniture, take some furniture apart, put some furniture back together. I mean, guys, I type for a living. So like this is actual work and my poor hands just are not used to it. (laughs) Sad to say. I've got... um, Definitely have office hands, if that's a thing. It is now. So, yeah, so I'm very sore. Uh, Gracie is okay. Uh, She loves the patio. In fact, that's where she is right now. Um, She spends a lot of her time out there, which I love seeing her out there because I'm so glad she's got an outdoor space. Um, Not crazy about the stairs. Uh, Yeah, she's... uh, she's 
we've lived in a place that stairs before, but that was four years ago. And, you know, she's considerably older now. You guys know she's 13, doesn't have great hips. Um, she's afraid of them. The first time she did okay getting up, not so great coming down. I had to help her like literally one paw at a time down the stairs. So I went out yesterday and I bought a baby gate and I did put it up at the stairs because I don't want to take any chances with her when I'm not home. Um, I really don't want to take any chances with her period on the stairs. So, and she seems content with that. She's not crazy about going up and down the stairs anyway. I, I really thought she would be... Um, upset you know if i'm upstairs and she's downstairs but she's actually okay you know i think she's fine with avoiding the stairs too so yeah so yes yeah, so that's we where we are at uh i still have a lot to do and that's okay I'm, I'm in now i have plenty of time um you know a lot of like uh pictures i want to put out and hang and um still my bed is set up but my bedroom really isn't so I need to finish that uh spare bedroom at some point uh I'd like to get maybe a dresser or something for there but again no rush with that because uh as far as I know it's not going to be used anytime soon unless someone wants to come and visit <laughs> and if they do they'll have their own bathroom so yeah, so that's where we are with the move. I am so grateful that it went well. As nervous as I was, you know, it, it always goes fine. I don't know why I'm so nervous. Um, there was one kind of weird thing that happened that at U-Haul. So for whatever reason, they want you to give a secondary phone number, like an emergency contact. Um, and I was embarrassed to tell them that I don't have one. And the poor kid just looked at me and he said, you don't know anyone? And I said, well, not local that I would feel comfortable giving them as an emergency contact. So my poor sister, sister number three, I had to give her information. And I, then I just had to pray that nothing happened with me in the U-Haul for the, her to get a call out of the blue <laughs> from halfway across the country saying something happened to your sister and her U-Haul. So thank God they didn't have to use that number. But it, it kind of struck me a little bit of like, hmm, I don't have a local emergency contact. I I probably sh should work on that. Uh, yeah. Okay, so moving went well. That's that update. TV recommendations. Not a lot of TV this week, again. Um, last night when I finally got to the point of I cannot do anymore, physically cannot do anymore. I sat down on the floor in the living room, turned on Netflix, and I started watching The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is basically season two of The Haunting of Hill House, a lot of the same cast members, took completely different story. Just as good, though. Um, and I, you know, I always get a little bit nervous, like with again, with the American Horror Story. But you know how they have same concept, same cast, uh, different storyline, and some seasons are better than others. So I was a little bit, you know, like, eh, I don't know. And, but I watched it, and I'm glad I did. I think I'm, I think I'm three episodes in, and I am, I'm enjoying it. Again, it's just scary enough, you know, just creepy enough, which is my perfect amount of scary especially in a new place <laughs> by myself. 
Um, again, more podcast recommendations, you know, just been listening to a lot of them, you know, and I realized like last week, the recommendations I gave you, they were all kind of, I don't know, like dark, heavy, gruesome. And that's not all I listen to. I mean, that's, that's the majority of what I listen to. But I wanted to actually tell you guys a, one about one that really makes me happy when I listen to it. It's called Heavyweights. It's hosted by Jonathan Goldstein, and he is, he's just great. He's just the sweetest. I mean, he's he's got like this dry, kind of sarcastic sense of humor. Not quite David Sedaris, but almost, you know, um, if you like David Sedaris, you will love uh, John, Jonathan Goldstein. He's very funny, and the podcast is about He's trying to help people resolve a moment from their past that they wish they could change. So some of them are, you know, silly, and some of them are very sweet, and some of them are a little bit heartbreaking, but they're so earnest. Like, you know, the people are just, oh, they're so honest and, and sweet, and I love it, and he's great, and it never feels like phony or corny, you know, Um it's in fact it starts the very first episode is his dad trying to make amends with his his brother that and they hadn't they're both in their 80s they hadn't spoken for years and years and years and so Jonathan is trying to kind of you know bridge this gap between the two of them it's it's very good I love it so um check that one out if if the ones I talked about last week aren't your cup of tea <laughs> that's fine um you might like heavyweights. And then another one that's also, I don't even know if there's a category for this, but I had actually heard it. I was listening to My Favorite Murder and Karen Kilgariff mentioned this podcast called Radio Rentals. And it's real life people telling kind of like their spooky stories or weird um, incidents or whatever that happened to them. And some of them are a little bit like, Okay, that didn't happen. But some of them come across as very authentic and very creepy, um, which would be at times a little too creepy for me. <laughs> but it's hosted by Rain Wilson, who's actually playing a fictional character. He he owns like a rent a video rental store. <laughs> I love Rain Wilson and, and this character is funny and he's great. Um so that might be one you want to check out again if the ones I mentioned last week are too gruesome. <laughs> okay, guys, now that you are all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So a couple of weeks ago, I started watching uh, the show on Netflix, David Letterman show on Netflix called My Next Guest. I think this is season two. I didn't watch season one because I'm really not a David Letterman fan. I, he comes across as so condescending sometimes that I, I don't know, maybe that's just his thing. But um, yeah, so I am more of a Conan fan. Conan is just sweeter. He also, Conan, has a podcast out, which is very good, if you're interested. Um, but anyway, some for whatever reason, 
I started watching, you know, this this new season of my next guest. And the very first episode was Kim Kardashian. Now, you guys know from an earlier episode, I am not a Kardashian fan. I've, I've never seen Keeping Up With the Kardashians. I only know it exists because of other media sources, you know. And I... I'm not a big fan of reality TV in general, and I just have like zero interest in watching this family who I feel was just, they got famous because they're famous, you know? Like, I really didn't see their contribution. I didn't, under, I didn't understand their status. I didn't understand their celebrity. I didn't understand their appeal, their draw. I, I didn't get it. At zero interest. So it started. Here she comes. She's walking out. And I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I never having seen an interview with Kim Kardashian, I very unfairly came to this interview with a lot of prejudgment. You know, I made a lot of assumptions about her. Again, like I said, I'm not a follower. I know next to nothing about her. But still, I had formed all of these preconceived notions about her. You know, she's dumb. She's a bubblehead. She's vapid. You know, all of these things. She's whatever. Nothing positive. So first thing that strikes me when she walks out is, wow, she's beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Now, I know, and I've heard said, she's had a lot of plastic surgery. I don't know how much she's had. I don't really care. In the interview, they were actually showing pictures of her when she was like, um, oh, she looked to be about 14, 15. She was beautiful then. That was pre-surgery. I mean, obviously, she's Oh, gosh, I don't want to talk about what surgery I think she's had, but you guys probably know. Um, But regardless, she was beautiful at 15. She's beautiful now. And what people choose to do with their money is none of my business. So she wants to do plastic surgery. Have at it. But yeah, gorgeous. And then she sat down and they started talking. And she is sweet, smart, thoughtful, measured. I I was shocked. I'm embarrassed to say I was shocked. You know, because again, I had made these all of these assumptions about her, not ever having seen her in an interview. You know, I was so impressed. And she's actually doing, like, I, again, I'm hearing all this criticism of her in law school or whatever, but she's doing this very legitimate program that is only done in four states um, where instead of going to law school, you actually are interning for a year, or no, I'm sorry, interning for four years at um, a law firm. God, I probably have that wrong. Anyway, you work as an intern, so you kind of get like on the job training, but she's, you know, 
getting all of this uh, education from working at these law firms. And then at the end of each year, she takes like a portion of the bar. So when she does complete her internship, she will have passed the complete bar. So it's something that California offers. And I said, four states offer. And that's what she's doing. And it's, it's legit. I mean, and it's not easy. She's, I had heard, you know, people say like, she was sort of um, shortcutting her way to becoming attorney. She's not. She's working just as hard, if not harder than any kid in law school, um, considering she's married. I think she also has four kids. So, you know, lots of credit to Kim Kardashian. And she's also doing, you know, like the the program where um, she's working to help free people that she feels were, uh, you know, they're in jail and don't and shouldn't be. Um, and I'm sorry, I should know the name of the woman that that was that she helped release. Uh, I know the circumstances. She was put in jail on a marijuana charge for life. So, yeah, Kim saw that as an injustice, and against maybe her better judgment, but definitely the better judgment of um, her friends and family. They all warned her not to work with the Trump administration because they felt it would be. Um, detrimental to her and her brand and her reputation and she didn't care she said I weighed my reputation against you know this woman's life in jail on a marijuana charge and she said I don't care about my reputation how many people would say that I definitely wouldn't have thought Kim Kardashian would have said that so as I'm watching and I'm you know really impressed by her, I'm a a little ashamed too, because I had made so many assumptions about her based on, I don't know what, I guess, other social media that wanted to bash her for whatever reason. You know, I wasn't really reading positive press about her. Um, Yeah, I mean, I could have done my own homework if I had cared more. I know I know they have a lot of fans. I know they're very popular. She doesn't care if I'm not her fan. But it just kind of made me wonder, you know, who else I'm doing this with? And not just celebrities. I mean, who cares about celebrities? But, you know, real life people that I am looking at and judging. And I really don't think of myself as a judgy person. I kind of think of myself or I like to think that I'm like this live and let live kind of person not so much hippie but more kind of like you do your thing and if that makes you happy and it doesn't hurt me at all great we're good you know I I'm not gonna tell you what you can and can't do you're an adult I'm an adult I'm not your mom you know you do your thing. As long as it's not harming me or mine in any way, we're all good. So, you know, but then I do find myself judging. And I don't like that about myself. You know, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, John used to say progress, not perfection. So I'm working on it. So then after, you know, kind of coming to terms and with the Kim Kardashian thing. A couple of episodes later, it was Dave Chappelle 
I love Dave Chappelle. I was very excited to see him on there. He is, I mean, you may be a fan of his comedy and really, if you're not, you should be because he's incredibly smart um, and very funny. But when you see him in interviews, he is so real. He's so honest. I mean, he's been through some stuff and he will talk about it, you know, in just the most authentic way. You know, he's not sugarcoating anything. He's not giving excuses. He's, there's no double speak, you know, sometimes when someone's kind of had like a, you know, a very public meltdown, for lack of a better term, when they sort of make their comeback, you get a lot of pat answers, you know, and he doesn't do that. He'll tell you like it is. And I really, really appreciate that about him. I, I mean, I, I think he's great. Um, so unlike Kim Kardashian, I'm actually a big fan of Dave Chappelle. And I was I was happy to see that he, that he was on there. He, I think, like I said, I just think he's the, not only the smartest comedian out there today, I think he, he's, he's got to be just one of the smartest people in media. His brain, it's something to behold. Anybody who could make the jokes he has, who could make those connections. I mean, comedians are great, love the humor, but I love to see the mind work, you know, where it can take you on this long journey and then uh, at the end, just kind of wrap it all up, you know, into this neat little bow. So, you know, anyone, as I said, who's familiar with Dave Chappelle, they might remember a little bit about what happened in his past. So, but if not, I'll give you a little bit of a reminder. So back in 2005, he, at the height of his career, at the height of the Chappelle show, he just kind of walked away, right? And, and I remember at the time, like, it was shocking because he, you know, he was like, well, I don't know if this is an insult to Dave Chappelle. He was like Eddie Murphy status at that point. You know, I mean, everybody knew who he was. And he just walked away. And there was a lot of speculation I can remember about like, if it was like drugs, you know, right away, people go to like the worst possible scenarios. Was it drugs? Was it alcohol? You know, did he snap, go crazy? You know, but come to find out, he didn't like, he didn't like how famous he was getting, which he didn't know. I should clarify that. He didn't like the celebrity aspect of what was happening because he felt like it was changing him from who he really was. And I get that, right? I mean, there's fame and then there's celebrity. I mean, I think we all kind of understand that. I mean, not that I'm anything near that. Like I said, I'm a nobody from Jacksonville. So, but you understand the concept of, you know, fame and celebrity being two different things. And he was not comfortable with the celebrity aspect of it. He just felt like he was losing himself. And so he walked away because there was no price he could put on his soul, basically. So then between the years of I think like, well, shortly after that, so like 
2006 to 2012, 13, whatever, um, he, you would kind of see him occasionally, like he might show up at like a comedy show um, or do a set, but he it was nothing regular, you know, he was not fully back until like 2017. So, and then, you know, now you'll see like the Netflix shows and stuff like that. And, and if you haven't watched his Netflix shows, please go watch them. They're so good. He's so good. So smart. So funny. So right about now, you might be asking yourself, why is she talking so much about Dave Chappelle? Well, I'll tell you. It, I would love to be able to talk with him and just listen and learn. But in the interview he did with David Letterman, there was this thing that Dave Chappelle said, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. So they were talking about like the state of politics today. And Chappelle said, you have to leave room for redemption if you want people to be honest. And that resonated so hard with me, you know, in my soul. Remember last week when I told you about conversations resonating in, in your soul? And I was like, okay, I know that feeling. That, that was meant for my ears. You have to leave room for redemption if you want people to be honest. But the concept of that was like almost too fast for me. You know, like I knew there was something significant there and it seemed just beyond my grasp. So I needed to know, I knew, <laughs> I needed, <laughs> let's start that again. I knew. I needed to do some research and some praying because I just couldn't get my head wrapped around this, this, this idea of, re of redemption, of grace extended. So everyone knows the basic definition of redemption, you know, especially in terms of like a religious sense, which is, you know, being saved from sin. But there is this secondary definition, and it's kind of the one I want to focus on today which is gaining possession of something in exchange for payment, the clearing of a debt. So I'm not talking about actual payment or money or debt. I don't mean it in terms of money. I mean something far less tangible, but far more valuable. I'm talking about grace. One of the things that really struck me with what Dave Chappelle said was that if a person has no expectation of redemption, why would they ever feel free enough to honestly express their feelings, right? I mean, if you're in a conversation with somebody and you know they are prejudging you or making assumptions about you and they ask you a question like, why don't you have any kids? Are you going to be honest? Probably not, you know? already coming at you with a judgy question. You probably don't want to whip out your test results and say, this is why it's not me, you know, or, you know, any situation when someone asks you a question and you don't feel safe to give an honest answer or you don't feel 
but they will extend you that grace enough for you to be honest. You're not going to be honest. So then how are we openly communicating with each other? We're not, right? So the other day I saw in a Facebook post, I follow one of my favorite authors on Facebook, and she uh, had a very long and very thoughtful essay that she posted, which basically said, shut up and listen. And, you know, as in stop focusing on yourself and listen to each other. And while I do agree with this, I would just like to add that when we listen, we listen with grace. We listen with open hearts, open ears, you know, not listening so that we can fire off our response. Listen, take the time to really absorb what the person is saying, leave room for redemption. Listen with grace. So, you know, right now, when you guys are listening to this, the election will have already happened. This is not a political podcast. It never will be a political podcast. If you want a political podcast, There's hundreds, probably thousands out there to choose from. So I'm not going to talk politics with you because, you know, at this point, the election's over. So there's no point in talking about it. Um, I hope you voted. But we are so divided as a country, scarily so. I don't think anybody has gotten through this year without feeling scared, alone, emotional, anxious, right? It's been a tough year. And not being able to talk to each other openly and honestly is contributing to that. And I'm, I don't just mean politics. I mean, you know, yeah, partly politics. I, but I have people that I love and they're on the other side of the political fence than me. And we can still talk and we can still exchange ideas. It's kind of a joke because it's like, well, our votes are going to cancel each other out, but that's okay. I hope you voted. I voted. I don't care if they cancel each other out. I love you. Like, you know, and that is so much more important than who you voted for. I am never going to stop talking to someone or stop listening to someone because they don't have the same political views as me. That's stupid. It's dumb. And, you know, beyond politics, anything else, you know, there's lots of stuff to disagree on. But if we can just listen Leave room for redemption. You know, I mean, I'm sure you guys have all felt that, where you just, you want to say more, but you're so afraid of how the person is going to react that you hold back. But that other person has likely felt the same way. So if you become the kind of person who listens with redemption, listens with grace, you're going to find more people open up to you. And then maybe that will allow you to open up a little bit more. 
You know, we are so divided. We need to find ways to connect with each other again. And I really think that this is where we start. You know, got to leave room for redemption if you want people to be honest. I just, you know, it resonated so hard with me. I hope it does with you too, especially at this point. Um, I am praying that uh, election day is goes well for everyone, that it is a peaceful day. I am praying. And I know that no matter who wins, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay, guys. We got through 2020. We'll get through the next four years no matter what. But it would really help if we could find other ways to connect. We may be divided politically. Politics is such a tiny part of our lives. Find another way to connect, guys. We need it. This world needs it. 2020 needs it. Please let us not go in to 2021 repeating the same mistakes of 2020. All right, guys, I am just going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for coming back for episode 13. Don't forget, join the Facebook group, my so-called midlife podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. Email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. Dating stories signs, stories, you know, mental breakdown stories. I don't care. I, I don't care. Email me. I'm lonely. I want your emails. Did that work? I mean, I will play your sympathies if I have to. Don't try me. Okay, guys, until next time. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. <laughs>